gentlemen, this might be my favorite episode of The Base Never Die. I am your host, Kanye Mazzetti. I am joined by two Manchester United fans. And the first thing on the agenda, 7 <laughs> nil to Liverpool FC. Tabslow, it's been a while since we've had you here. How are you, sir? Okay, look, um, I want to make one thing very one thing very clear. I am wearing my United shirt as we record this because <laughs> um, I'll get into it. I'm, 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 I'm getting better. I think that was one of the most um, embarrassing moments of my my entire life as a football fan. I can't remember. I was really trying really hard to think of a time where I've been more just embarrassed than yesterday. Um, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, you guys will be able to add me back to the group very soon. My healing process is almost done. That's, that's good to hear. T-Boy, how are you, sir? I know you're hurting. I know you're hurting. <laughs> no, nah, I am hurting. But you know what? Like, bro, um, I'm not even that hurting. I'm not hurting that much. I'm not going to lie. I think... When we look at how far we've actually come since that 4-0 at Brentford, we've won a trophy in the top four. We're like, we're chilling a little bit. So this result, it's a tough one to take, but I think we will smile again. So I'm not like as hacked as I probably would be if we were eighth in the Premier League and we lost to Newcastle in the final or something like that. Mm, mm, but mm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it was all right. And you know what the funny thing is? We'll get into the game, obviously, but... I don't think we play, I think we play better than Liverpool in the first half to be honest but that's the story for another day hey a, a man fixated with context that is that's a very mature response that you've just given me I won't lie I'm, I'm a bit blown away by that uh, first of all it's not fine to lose 7-0 I, ho- I hope that that you know that in your heart like like deep down that's not an okay result but I, I like how you've contextualized it for yourself to make it seem like you know in the big picture things will be okay has 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 it changed how how either you feel about certain players in the squad at all, like any anything that you picked up, um, Toby? I'll I'll stick with you for now. Um, in terms of that, well, recently I will say maybe with like the last year I was a big big Bruno stand. Like I said, better than Kane. Yes, I might have been drunk. I might have been tapped at the time. And then recently, I've started to take the thing that Bruno is missing a lot in his game to become, like, the next big thing for our team. Especially if we want to be the guy that we build the team around or he becomes the guy that we build the team around. And I just don't think that's possible. I think, obviously, under 10 house, he's been shifted in a lot of positions on the left wing, center, right wing. But yesterday's performance as a captain, it was not grand, man. And I think, for me, he should not be captain of the football club. And then it begs the question that who will be. So that's another thing I don't know. But for me, Bruno Fernandes, what a shocker he had yesterday. And, so, and he's starting to piss me off the way he loves to cry, man. <laughs> Reminds me of Arsenal players. They're just crying on the floor, saying this and this. No, man. Even No, Andy- man. You know, after Arsenal won the way they did, I think there's a time to be slandering us. Let's not do this. Sorry. Let's not talk about our players. I think you should no. be worried about... Let's, <laughs> let's stay on topic, please. Uh, Tabso, how are you feeling? Are there any players that really really let you down in particular was just the performance as a whole that you took in as as just subpar so I think what what hurts the most is the tweet that I saw earlier um, like nine of our ten worst ever Premier League defeats have come in the last five years which means I've watched nine of our last of our ten worst ever defeats I've watched them live and De Gea Shaw Bruno, like like you said, you're not supposed to lose seven 0 Like you can have, everyone can have a bad day. You you as a footballer cannot lose seven 0 right? 
You think about the number of guys that have fours, fives, sixes on their CVs. Sure, how many does he have? The hair, how many does he have? Paul Jogba left us with some on his CV. Like, everyone in that team has an ass whooping on their CV, which is kind of disappointing because, like, I hate the fact that we got this as Anfield, but you have to be able to go to places like Anfield knowing that, like, you'll do whatever to not get your ass beat. But, I mean, last season was 4-0, and that was, that was them taking it easy on us. And I saw the tweet that you, you, you quoted yesterday, Kanye, when you said we, we, we went away, spent 300M and came back and lost 7-0. Yeah. And we, we spent, like, last week praising, you know, our spine, Licha, Varane, Casemiro. So Loving not, this group, I'm, I remember you said. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, still, I still do love the guys. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I think that it's a, it's a mix of a reality check for the new guys. But, like, Luke Shaw, De Gea... When are they going to be the ones to stop the rot? You know, they are always like they're always there with their heads down, making mistakes, costing us goals in these in these bad games. When are they going to be the guys to 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 save us? I, I, I think they won't be is the answer. But I'm not I'm not going to single out any player. I think as a collective. And sorry, the thing that gets me the most, and I haven't watched the game back, and I don't think I ever will, to be honest. But it's the fact that at halftime. That was a winnable game for Manchester United. That is undisputable. You cannot disagree with the fact that Man United could have come out in the second half and won that game. That, or at least got a draw. If you really don't like us that much, at least got a draw. So for the 11 players to walk out on the pitch with instructions from the coach, to go toodle down within two minutes, that's fine. That's fine. But somebody, anybody, just has to tell Oaks to wake up. Like somebody should have done that. So... As a collective, that is one of the great capitulations of our time. Um, yeah, and I don't think there's many positives either. Yeah, I, I definitely can't pick out any, personally. That was, that was scary to watch. Like, the first, the first five minutes of the second half, I was like, you guys are in some other hell. <laughs> you see, there's, there's this clip, I, I, and I, don't, I, I hate to do this to you guys, but, you know, for the listeners, I must, I must. When the way Salah turns Martinez round, oh my goodness! And, and everything that happens thereafter, it's like it's like you guys, it's like something died. Like, like, like Tab. I know you said you, you don't want to watch the watch the game over. Just watch the first five minutes of the second half. I, I think that that will tell you all you need to know about like where you guys were mentally. It it really is, and you put it perfectly. It, it I think it is the capitulation of of our time. Six goals in one half is not normal. Yeah, that's not like normal. like like the, like the way it happened. It really did did just look like you guys stopped playing. Like like Liverpool didn't create so many chances that you know they needed to win like that. The hair made one save throughout. But then it comes down to fixture congestion, bro. Which on one side I can understand. So so you you think that that happened because the players were tired primarily, or well, it's had- not only. I think it's it's something like it adds to what happened. Mentally tired, physically as well, and like like we've seen with Ten Hag, and which I don't blame him in this instance because our squad depth is not the greatest, and we see how much the drop off is when Casemiro and the boys don't play. Is that a lot of these guys playing game in, game out? There's not really they can't really rest. No, so look, I, I think I think mental mental fatigue is a good thing to point to, especially because you know a week ago you you just won a trophy, just one. You you beat you beaten Barca, like you know I think maybe you guys struggled to get yourselves up for the game. Yeah. But I said, but still, dude, like, like for me, that 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 just isn't enough. Like, at, at what point, like, how much of this game do you put down to Ten Hag? I'm curious, as United fans, a lot. Uh, 
I will I will have to say that this is I think he's made mistakes and gotten away with it this season. He's made mistakes and cost us, but this one <laughs> was bad. I think in general, uh Wan Bisaka should have started. Um Big Horse not as a ten in the game like this. I'm sorry. In a, in a game like that, play traditional football. You <laughs> put Vegos up top, put Rashford on the right. Like let Oaks play, give Oaks the best chance to succeed. We got away with it against Barca. I don't actually we didn't get away with us against Barca. Um, but like you don't go to Anfield. And this is a Liverpool side that are on the up. I think they kept four out of the last four clean sheets in their last five in the Prem. Um so just go there and like try be solid, you know? And I don't think we, we tried to be solid. And the first goal was a result of too many moving pieces. Like Dalo gets sucked in because he doesn't know who to track, and Anthony's also not tracking back, and Fred's out of position. And it's like, okay, if you can see the goal like that, then that's on the manager to fix that in the second half. And I don't think he fixed that at halftime. So I will put that loss 100% on uh, Ten Hag. I will, and the players. But Ten Hag has to eat, eat a lot there. And just to add on to that, basically, you're looking at Marcus Rashford, who's arguably one of the most informed forwards at the moment, and you're telling him you don't want to put him up against Trent Alexander-Arnold. You'd rather say, just go down the middle. Come on, mates. Like, you could literally say, okay, bro, you know Trent's not the greatest defensive league. Attack him. Let's see what he can do. Attack him in the first five minutes of the game. Make him feel uneasy because obviously it's a confidence thing. He's getting beaten a lot of times. It's going to start eating. We've seen it with Matoma, Brighton. It was getting cooked the whole game. So that's another thing, Ten Hag. I don't know why he would want to change it like that now. Hey, and Veghorst, we'll talk about him another day. But that guy is just running right now. He's doing the beep test every game, man. Doesn't want to do things. So, with, with United's, United's L dissected, where to from here? How do you, how do you guys feel? Does, does it change much in terms of how you feel about the season as a whole? How you feel about your squad, like Ten Hag's progress? Or was it just a blip? A scary blip, but a blip still. Tab, let's hear you. The, the scariest blip. Um, so, okay, how do we bounce back? We have to beat Betis in Southampton. Fact, simple fact. I was saying yesterday, I don't care if they're the ugliest... 1-0, 2-1, own goal, uh, VAR check. Uh, I don't care if it's the worst win ever. We have to get the two wins uh, this week. But I think where I'm a bit nervous is that if we can concede six in one half to a Liverpool side that's not great. First of all, thank God we're not playing Man City again this season or Arsenal uh, or Liverpool, actually. But I think... I'm just nervous that these, this isn't the last ass-whooping that, might, that we might get this season. So now it's just about making sure that the next time we get beat, we need to be outplayed, but like we need to lose better. If we are going to lose another match, ideally we go the next 10 matches undefeated and then you know, we can brush it under the rug, even though there'll be a massive lump under the rug. But the next time we lose, we have to make sure that we lose properly. Otherwise... You know how, yeah, we know where this will go. If we, we, I mean, I, I listened to Sunday Night Football with Sunes and Carragher, and they were having the time of their lives. And now the narrative has changed to, oh, well, United have been getting away with results. They don't dominate games. All stuff that we knew, but when you're losing, it's very easy to put that at the top of your agenda. Like, it's very easy. So we just need to make sure that if we're going to lose, like, let's get beaten now. Let's get beaten. Let's stay in games. Uh, other Oaks have to turn up. Um, I, hope, I hope our host has... Um, Anthony on his agenda because I would like to talk about him but Oaks do have to turn up um, and then yeah we can, we can make it out of this we can make it out of this 
<laughs> that's, that's a very me- measure of looking at it. A- Anthony, amen, amen. I I don't know how to how to evaluate him, you know, like fairly because when you guys signed him, my first thought was, if this guy doesn't light it up, there will be Pepe comparisons because you you guys ate him alive. As an Arsenal fan, I spent way too much time defending a man from the Ivory Coast. I I, I have no <laughs> ties to the nation. What what I what I've had to do for Pepe has taken years from my life. The only person I know who has the time to make a case for Anthony is Toby. So, Toby, how do you feel about his performance? I think this was probably the first game in a while where I was like, bro, come on. You need to at least do something. Whether it's tracking back or even just when we're, on, when we're in transition, like, I know it's not his thing to, I guess, just gas past and be 1v1 all the time, but at least try. Not just this ball rolling thing that he does and slows down the whole attack. And I understand, like I've been saying, this is what, I guess, his main thing. We saw it at Ajax. Like, he's a lot more confident in a team that's possession-based. Like, for my my take is, like, he would fit in at Arsenal easily. Like, easily. Easily. You would start to say on, this guy is cold. And on, on, on the bench? No, no, I'm... I'm saying, for example, I didn't say he would start. I said he would fit in. So I'm saying if he came off, off, off the bench, you'd you'd be like, he'd be doing a lot of good stuff. And like, I get, like I think if you watch the game that we played against, I think it was Nottingham Forest in the cup. He was much more effective when he's playing in the half spaces. When he's on the touch, when he's playing as like a touch like winger, he is ineffective. I don't see him being as good as when he's playing like in that role where he's like right in the half space in the middle of the pitch. And he's actually, like, on the ball trying to create things. When he plays as the wing, it's just... Especially in a game like that against Liverpool, hey, bro, it gets very, very tough. But I does not concern you... Jaden Sancho. Yep. Does it not concern me? Does it not concern you that you've essentially signed two wingers who, do, who both can't play as touchdown wingers then, in Sancho and and Anthony, as Tabani was alluding to? No, no. It does. Like, it does. And what concerns me the most is that we started a game where we... Like, in the game like that, rather he... Like we said, Rashford on the left. And then you have, at least on two different wingers, on two different sides, you have two different type of profiles, which is much easier, as opposed to just having two wingers that are never... Where we were playing Bruno and uh, Anthony. Those two wingers are never going to beat anyone and create any type of 1v1 situations or any type of threatening situations. So, like... Back to your question, Jaden Sancho and Anthony doesn't threat, it doesn't really concern me as much because we have someone in the star boy by the name of Alejandro Garnacho. So there's also Pelestri coming through the lights, who's a lot more, I guess, direct in that in that sense. But I'm not I'm not really concerning because, like I said, also Jaden's probably going to get moved to a ten because Bruno does not have the technical or mental abilities to play that role. So, so yeah. So wait. So, so does that mean for you? Bruno's long-term future isn't at United. If we are contract. major title contenders as in sustaining attack being like in the future, in the long-term, probably a big Premier League winning side, I don't see Bruno being the main point of the team. I don't see where, how he fits in. Where does he fit in? Explain. If you as a you as a neutral, where do you think he fits in? I, I mean, I, I think you guys made the mistake when you extended the contract in the first place. <laughs> but the reality is, he has to have a role now. He's he's one, yeah. of, your, he's one, of, he's one of your top earners. He's on he's on a long term contract. Where he, do you think he fits in? I, I mean, that, that's what Tim talked to figure out. I, I I don't think Bruno as he's not a traditional midfielder. We know that much. He's far too direct. Tim Hag's experimented with him 
on the right as you know an option to create from there. Like he 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 just has to be like uh, like involved somehow. I don't I don't know honestly. I don't know how how you guys use Bruno going forward. But I also think I know. Might, yeah, I yeah. think you might be skipping a few steps though. Like you you're talking about con- contending for a title. The one thing I'm most curious about to hear from you guys is where you guys think you are in terms of true progression at this moment in time. Like we you've gone past all your toughest games this season. You've seen more or less the level of your squad. Sancho's been reintegrated. And this rebuild is truly well underway. Like, does does this title does this title happen in the next two years for you guys? The next three years, four years? Will Bruno still be at the club? Like, <laughs> even on his contract when that time comes. Yeah, but Tabani, wait, go go to your point about Bruno. What? And then I guess you can answer that question. Okay, Bruno. I just I'm a bit I'm a bit shocked by. Look, I understand the frustrations with Bruno because I mean I've expressed them before, but. You don't have to watch a lot of him to understand that he's not a, a midfielder. He's a second striker. So yeah. if he can be involved as much as possible in the final third, take him away from the build-up, which Ten Hag has done very well this season, then yeah. he will be effective. What is confusing me is your faith in Jaden Sancho or Anthony performing in, in a role that doesn't exist in this team. <laughs> they can, you, you're assuming that they'll do better in a position that we, we have to manufacture for them. Jaden Sancho cannot play as the third midfielder in the Premier League. It's impossible. He can do it for 15 minutes when we're winning 3-0, of course. I guarantee you there's no 90-minute game that we'll win with him as a number 10. It just doesn't exist. We understand the parts of the field where he'll play better, but Sancho's not a 10. Anthony's not a 10. And this idea that we keep signing wingers who aren't real wingers, Kanye, I am concerned. I am concerned because, like I said, it, you could then go to Anfield and try to uh, reinvent the wheel and play... Uh, an, an XI where the day after we're like, what was he doing? Like, what, what, what was that about? So, yes, like, I am like, what, what was he cooking, really? He, he was, Walter White wasn't cooking anything yesterday <laughs> at Anfield. Um, so, yes, it, it is concerning. But to then move to your question about progression, I think there are intangibles that have improved, right? So, I mean, let's start with number one. We like our, we like our team again. We genuinely like, even yesterday I was nervous, but we can watch Man United go and play games again, which is like, it seems like a stupid point, but there's times when you just don't want to watch your team, Ox. No, so that's not, number one. It's not stupid at all. As an Arsenal fan, I can tell you, it's, it's a very important thing. Exactly. The first <laughs> I, thing I, is I, that... I, I started watching South Vigo games because of Emery. Exactly. I didn't want... I stopped watching... I stopped watching football when I hated during the... At the end of thing, at the end of Ali's reign. I stopped watching football. So the first thing is we wake up on match days. We actually like this group of players. Second thing is the ability to get results, but not fluke results. This, we don't, we're not dominating or controlling games yet. Well, no, not yet, because we were at some stage. But this ability to keep building on results and not have two wins and a loss, and then another loss, and then a win and a draw. Just consistent form. That, that's an improvement, because that's how you get direction as a squad. And that's how you get by, as a manager, that's how you get buy-in from the players and the fans. Because now the fans can expect results in games. And you don't just you not you don't sit third in the Premier League behind two very good teams for that long uh, when you don't deserve to be there. I don't think so. I think yes, a lot of things have gone in our favour, but it's that position. Our points tally is a reflection of how we are, uh, of how far we've come. And then I would say the last thing in terms of just the the I think the cup final is it's progression in the sense that when something is there for the taking, the best take it, right? The best teams win the trophies that are available for them. It doesn't matter who you play. 
it's how Man City won, I don't know, five or six Carabaos and however many FA Cups is because they just go and win those trophies. If they have good opposition in their way, they'll beat them. But if they don't, they'll win it either way. And I think that ability to say, like, the fact that people still think we're in the running for the FA Cup and the Europa League suggests that there is some sort of mental progression about Man United inside and outside the club. People outside the club say, well, we're still, still in the running for the Cups because they know that, you know, a few favorable draws and we can get results. Why, why shouldn't we compete for those Cups? And I think inside the club, there's that belief that, okay, well, I mean, the spanking at Anfield and the Etihad aside, that the manager knows what he's doing, right? And I think the wins against Barcelona and Man City and even in the beginning of the season against Arsenal, there's a sense of belief. And it may, not, it may be misguided, it may be misguided belief, but there's a sense of belief that we're doing something differently than we were before. The results are actually meaningful and they're created as opposed to things that are just happening. So I think that's where the progression is. Um, but truly speaking, we are the fourth best team in England right now behind Arsenal, Man City, and I think Liverpool, in my honest opinion. And that has nothing to do with just yesterday's result. I think they have a stronger squad than us when they're fully fit. And the legacy, of, the legacy that Jurgen Klopp has created means they're, just, they're more winners and they're more experienced in terms of they're more likely to mount a title charge next season than we are. Do you so I think... Squad than us though. Besides that, yeah. yes, yes, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. They do. They do. You guys, you guys are, you <laughs> no, guys are four times okay. one injury away from being bro, top six max. Don't get don't, into don't, a, do don't get into a squad battle with Liverpool. They'll beat us, bro. You know they will. Still be pleased, brother. Okay, I'm. T- okay, no, no, I'm. T- yeah, no, calm. You're right. I just said front three. I can agree, but midfield, I don't see it personally. What do you mean, dude? If Casemiro gets injured, you guys, who is it? McTominay again. Don't do that. Bro, Ericsson got... Who? They confirmed Ericsson's injury. I almost had a heart attack at work. I, I stopped working <laughs> for four hours. That gap between Ericsson getting injured and us announcing Sabater was the worst wait of my life. We, we, we literally have three starters. That's it. No, no, no. Fact, factors, factors. You, even defensively, bro. Uh-huh. Like, when Shaw gets injured, Malassia is not close to him, mate. Like, you guys don't have depth there. When, when Varane's out, when Lissandra Martinez is out, you guys don't look at the same, the same squad. There is no one injury you guys can accept besides maybe Anthony's or Martial's. Yeah, that's... And, uh, and I don't know what that you mean says. Besi- not besides Martial. He doesn't play for United. I've, I've, I don't <laughs> think of that guy. F that guy, bro. bro Even we, he can go to hell. You know what killed me? When you had that picture with the cup with the medical staff, my goodness. Those Honestly, are teammates. Bro. Honestly. Spend more time with them, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, Toby, you, you've been super optimistic about your side throughout the season. This would have this would have come as a, quite a harsh reality check. Where, where do you think you guys are truly? We know we know where Tabani stands. Are you do you share the same sentiments, or are you thinking that he's maybe too down after this result? No, well, it's understandable. Your main rivals seven nil Anfield. It's, obviously, it's going to sting for a lot of even stings for me as a United fan. But like I've said, bro, we have to keep on pushing. And like this. There's no time really to sulk because we have Real Betis soon. We have Southampton up next. And we're still in the last... We're still in two cups. Could have been third with the Premier League, but now we're still in two cups. And when I think about it, looking at that Europa League, besides Arsenal, I'm not really scared of any other other teams that are in there. Not scared. I'm I'm here to say Juventus are the team you should be afraid of. No. Call me me crazy right now, but that's my dark horse for that competition. They can beat us. They can beat us, but I'm not. I don't fear them. Yeah, they, I'm not, I, I don't fear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't fear them. 
if we if we draw Juventus in the next round, it's a bit like okay, that's tough. If we draw Arsenal, our heads will drop. That, yeah, that's, 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 what, the honest, that's, that's the honest. That's Like Juventus, we beat Barca, so I'm not really like worried about stuff like that. Juventus would the yeah, Di Maria is on one. He's on one right now, but Pogba's Pug, back. I don't know, man. Yeah, bro. Anyways, <laughs> uh, where we are currently, it's difficult to say, bro. It's actually Tabani worded it perfectly. I think teams know. I mean. The general consensus outside of the club is that these Oaks, they have something about them. Like he said, we saw with the Barca game, the Arsenal game earlier in the season, Liverpool game, we beat them. Like, we're not as much of a joke as we have been in the past. And I think with a lot more recruits in the in the next transfer window, like you spoke about depth in certain positions, when Casemiro comes off, we've seen the level of the team drops. Like, it's actually just crazy. Like, the, that drop-off is insane when Casemiro doesn't start. So I think with recruits, a new striker. I know you guys hate see, hate hearing it. A new winger, and <laughs> no ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I'm man, a ball carrying midfielder. Another winger. There's no way. There's a no way, Toby. Stop. We have to stop this right and now. I need, I need to something. attract that right now. I need to attract that. United cannot sign another winger in this next window. If they do, that is an announcement that you guys have been fluffing around for the past <laughs> four years. Um, Impossible. No, <laughs> you know the reason we won't, we definitely won't. I think via funds and via the way Ten Hag wants the bill, we won't sign another winger. But I'm hearing of from Pong coming from uh, Leverkusen to United, so I think that will be a thing coming to take. I don't know who's but probably AWB. Yeah, and then Sadalo. I'm I'm for that. That'd, that'd be a good move. That'd well, that's Hive. Um, Tabani. I don't know how you feel about that Dalo Hive, but. I think points, my, I guess my general consensus is that I think we'll be all right, bro. I think we'll get top four easily. Another trophy. So if we end the season top four, two trophies, like that's a pretty decent season given where we have been and given what Ten Hag had to work with and the type of that with the Ronaldo situation and all of that stuff. It's a, it's a good end to the season, bro. So I'm very optimistic and I know that we will smile again. Yeah, look, and to be honest with you, as much as I've, I've enjoyed making the jokes in the past 24 hours, I think how Tabani has phrased it is is pretty spot on. It's about the intangibles as well. Yeah, I think I think that's where United fans can take the most heart. The fact that you guys do look like a side capable of competing in certain games. There was a time where if you were playing against against Barca, you were already out. You were out before before a ball was kicked. Over, you know, like like overcoming those like those kinds of hurdles. Even sorting like, out sorting out Ronaldo's situation. That Atletico Madrid, remember? Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Like you guys, you guys have made serious, serious strides. The Carabao Cup for me is probably one of the smallest ones. I think purely because of the opposition you faced in that time. I don't think that that is a representation of what Ten Hag's done. I think there's lots of other like games in the league that would are uh, like better representations of like what he's done. Yeah, but, like, yeah. For you guys so far. Definitely. But um, before we close off on this United um, this United debrief tab, I'd like to hear from you one last time. So. Uh, so, yeah, just what I was thinking. I think the difference, and it's going to sound ridiculous, I know. Just bear with me if you're listening. But this 7-0 wasn't as bad as last season's 5-0 and 4-0. It was just the scoreline that was ridiculous. And the, the second half display. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the difference is, after that 5-0 at Old Trafford, well, yeah, after that 5-0 at Old Trafford, that was pain. And then the 4-0 at Anfield was, and I'll never forget, uh, Peter Drury said, like, we're, we're, 
were miles off. He had, he had some, he had some one liner that was just crazy. <laughs> he went berserk, but that, that, that was painful because that was like, there's a gulf between oh. the two clubs. Like that was, there was like, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. This is just like, if we win again on Thursday, we'll, we're on our way back to being fine. This was just embarrassing. Like I woke up this morning embarrassed. Like I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't speak to anyone today. I left the group chat yesterday. I wish I could show you guys my WhatsApp. I haven't sent a message today. The only person I've spoken to in person is my mom. Like I was just embarrassed. But tomorrow I'll be fine. And I, I believe that we can do something again. And I think that's the key difference is that when we had Oli and when we had Ralph, I shouldn't even say his name, the Austrian guy, when we had that Austrian <laughs> clown, there was just a sense that like, when is this going to end? Yeah. Whereas... I know it sounds ridiculous, but I can hold a 7-0 to Liverpool. Because if you watch the game and you saw the goals, that if we play them again tomorrow, that's not happening. That and XG, bro. They were not supposed to score seven goals. Like, honestly. That was, that was not supposed to happen. And we should have scored two goals. So, like... And I'll go on a limb here. I'll go on a limb here. And I, might, I may get slaughtered for this take. But if we play... I'm, I'm a bit upset that we don't get to play Liverpool again this season. And I know, I know it sounds a bit crazy after they just spanked us 7-0. But I'm telling you, if we had them in the FA Cup at Wembley in a semi-final, I will back us all day long to win a one-off semi-final against Liverpool. If they had to come back to Old Trafford this season, even after they beat us 7-0, that game doesn't happen again. And I will stand by that. And I think <laughs> that's the key difference. I think... We last season we could have played Liverpool twenty times. They would have beaten us five and four nil every single time. This season, yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen. So I think that's that's. I can sleep better tonight knowing that you know. No, that's, that's where we are. I agree a hundred. No, that, that, that's a. Uh, I like this, guys. I like how that you guys have taken the time to let your emotions, you no. know, subside. Because yeah. honestly, it was a freak result. It was. It was. Like. like Again, I keep saying to the listeners as well, watch the first time this is the second half. There, there was absolutely no way that, that that's not that's not the stuff you see like from a professional footballing side. <laughs> yeah, it just collapsed. That that, that that's not a represent, representation of quality of the individuals that we saw out there. I agree. Mm. But on a lighter note, Arsenal top of the log, five points clear after an incredible comeback. Chris Nelson, you may, we need a statue for that man. How are you guys feeling about the fact that, like, like I said back in September when we beat Brentford, that this is actually happening? T- T- Toby, please, brother, are I- I- you you are messaging me in the group? You're looking for me. Well, what did you make of that, mate? <laughs> oh, oh, what do I have to say, bro? You know that um, was it that Liverpool 1920 season, that COVID season, where you just knew somehow these Oaks were gonna win a game. Yeah, you just knew that I the goal is coming. Something is gonna happen. They are gonna win this game, and I think that's the that's the vibe I get with Arsenal these days. Now is that no matter how much time is left, no matter what's happening, you know a goal is coming, and that's not to say that these other teams that they face are just unserious because a lot of them are. Because there's no way you should be conceding that goal in 97 minute against Arsenal. I'm sorry, I'm a hater, but. The, when I saw some of the stuff those Bournemouth players were doing to the, uh, towards the end of the game, bro, um, it's just inexcusable. But anyways, bias aside, hatred aside, Arsenal, I have to respect what they're doing right now, man. I really have to respect it. But there's one run that's going to be happening soon where you guys are playing some serious guys. I think you're going to City, Chelsea, Newcastle, then Brighton, and I'll be there no matter what that will be. <laughs> Don't go <laughs> will be there. 
and I will be in your ear. I'll be in Malcolm's ear. I'll be I'll be watching you. And you guys better pray you don't mess up. Because the stuff I have, the drafts I have, they're loading. They are loading. But yeah. You know, you know of, the, of the teams you've named, I, I fear only City. We're, we're going to beat Brighton at the Emirates. We're going to beat Newcastle at St. James's. And Chelsea. Chelsea's at the Emirates as well. Also, Chelsea. Don't talk about Chelsea, brother. It's 2023. We, we've seen them. <laughs> we, know, we know all about that team. That finished finished club. I don't think they'll have they'll have European football next year. That, that you know what you've just said to me is equivalent of saying you should you should be really really worried about playing Southampton. I think Southampton might actually genuinely be more threatening to Arsenal right now than Chelsea. Are. <laughs> oh wow! No, but no, this, Southampton, no, but Southampton, Southampton beat us this season. This is genuinely month of April, so they would have been able to cook something up by then. Oh, so we're just manifesting this massive change for Chelsea. Nothing <laughs> better. What we see. we're just gonna believe, nah. That's what you're saying to me. Wait, sorry to interview. You go Anfield on the 9th of April, then West yeah. Ham, Hampton, Mans. Yo, bro, hey, I'll be there no matter what. Yes. Look, it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I'll be and, there. and the title's by, by no means wrapped up. But look, look, I can only live in the moment. At this, yeah. at this, at this moment, as of today, <laughs> my team is... We, we, we're favorites. Definitely. <laughs> we're actually favorites. Like I, 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 I can look around. It don't sound ridiculous when I say that we are and have been the best performance side in the Premier season, bro. Definitely, definitely. I would not lie. The football you guys play, it's just honestly, it's 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 a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream to watch my team every week. <laughs> you know, and like when you, and when you guys lose in the same weekend, but uh, let, let me let, let's not go back. Let's not go back. We've we've, we've tread down that path already. Um, other notable results: we saw Chelsea pick up a win. Any 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 thoughts on, on that? One nil against Leeds. Potter lives to fight. Potter lives to fight another day. But I, the Potter's delaying the inevitable. Um, I said it on the podcast before. I don't back him, uh, not because I don't think he's a good manager. I just don't think he has the charisma for the Chelsea job. And I don't think a one nil against Leeds um, it doesn't either. Is, yeah. is the result that's going to change his fortunes at the club? He's out of the Champions League this week, and I think <laughs> they still have. They still have some tricky fixtures uh, ahead of them. So, yeah, not much to take from that. Although, shout out to them for getting a win because I was ready to absolutely clown them. Yeah, it's a result, man. It's a result. That's all they needed. Can we pause there? Can we pause there? Can we pause there? Just because it's a good segue. But the guys here, let me get the stuff. At 36. Okay, I'm coming back. So, with results in mind, I think we should also address Toby's prediction. Spurs lost to Wolves. 1-0. 1-0. That, that, for me, is a troubling, troubling result. <laughs> Toby, Toby, I need you to explain what, what you think is happening in Tottenham right now. Hey, that club is finished, man. That club is... I don't know. And I just... I don't know what... I don't even know how to explain it. I just think... Just, I think it's just a, a bunch of different reasons. You have Son underperforming. Kulazewski, a very creative player, but in that side, I feel like not stifled a little bit, but it's just like it's not. You're not. It's not really the best attacking side, I would say. I think they usually just get by in terms of the way they get results, and we've seen that. You saw in the beginning of the season they'd be losing, and then somehow, somehow, Conte managed to bring back results. And that's not always. You can't always. You can't not live like that, bro. It's like Madrid in the Champions League. Somehow they'll find a way, but they cannot keep on doing that in the in the league. We've seen that in the recent results. I think they've gone like 184 minutes without a goal or something now. So it's not it's not even looking well for them, man. But for Spurs, bro, I don't know, man. I think Conte, he's 
I guess he's going to definitely be, he's not going to renew his contract. He's going to leave the club. And, and I will be there. So, so, so at what point are you going to tell Tab that he was right publicly? Because he did tell you that Conte was a big no. or, was, or was that time come now? Are you going to acknowledge that you you couldn't out there? But on the same side. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. You're not going to see that under the rug. I will, no. He's talking about when you said, do you want me to read out your prediction? When you had Spurs as second in the Premier League, you had them behind Liverpool to take the Prem. He's talking about that shout. He's talking about you crying when United missed out on Conte. He's talking about that. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, my crying was justified. And nope. So, no, my crying on them, Conte, on Man United, I mean, Conte getting, Man United getting Conte, that was like, that was justified at the time. But we got someone, I guess, better in terms of a long-term project and that's fine. My my prediction about Spurs coming second, it was not a crazy prediction. Given it was. The, no, no, given no, no the, it was, it was. Wait, given the transfer window that they had, given the coach that they had... Given, and I said this at the time. They Toby. signed, they signed, uh, what's his name? How have I forgotten his name? Here's From Barca. Oh, From Barca. Langley. They signed Clement Langley, Rashad Lisson. Okay, they, okay, no, the good business was getting Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky. That was good business. They, sent, they signed Jed Spence, Rashad Lisson, Clement Longley. Perisic. Who else did they sign in the summer? Perisic. And then Oaks had them but, as second. Yes. But what, give, given the manager that they have, who's known for using players that are just above average and turning them into title-winning teams, you would have thought that he would have been able to do a lot better. And given the season that Harry Kane and Son, I think, had at the time, and you knew that these guys were like, they were like, it's quite a good attack. You would not have expected what you've seen now, well, towards the end. And even then, you guys are, I guess, over-exaggerating how, uh, how bad they've been the whole season. They are still in the top four. I, would, I, would, I think, I think their league position now is a lie, to be honest with you. That's my honest, that's my honest take. Okay. And I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, they aren't going to finish the Liverpool. Facts, facts. So, as as much as they might be fourth right now, you said they finished second ahead of City, which I I think is the really ridiculous thing. Because I don't know. Wait, wait, wait! Did I say ahead of City? Well, uh, no, yeah, no. He said, sorry, he said City to win the league and second. And then I said United third, uh, Arsenal fourth, or something like that. The only thing you got right this season was saying Liverpool lost their juice. That's all you said. And I got a hit that no one gave me daps for. But anyways, um, Kanye, you can carry on with you. <laughs> so, so all, all in all, I think, I think that Spurs... I, I, think, I think Spurs are at the end of a cycle. I think that's, that's the sad, sad reality of where they are right now. I necessarily think that they are... I don't think they're shit. I just think there's just nothing... They can't get any better with the players that they currently have. They need, they need to restart. The only question is who they do that with. But... Moving on from that, City beat Newcastle. I don't. Know, that's all. That's all that important. The most. The, the most significant result outside of the Prem, I think, is definitely mm-hmm. Napoli uh, lo- losing this weekend. Vecino, what there a we, goal, man! There we go. There we go. Uh, Toby, I don't know how you feel about that? Uh, I know that you, that's the. I think the first game Osman hasn't scored in like three or like maybe maybe five games. Yeah, it's the first game he hasn't scored in a while, to be honest, but. In all honesty, I actually didn't watch the full game, but 
I guess pro they're fifteen points clear. No one's crying over there. No one's gonna be even worried. Yeah, you're, you're saying that that result means absolutely nothing. To bro, me. absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it's a fun fact more than anything else. Yeah, that, well, that's how I see it. Obviously, Napoli fans might feel different, but I don't think it has anything to worry about. They have anything to worry about. Fifteen points clear. They will need a capitulation. They will need a second half Manchester United performance to botch up this this league. I'm telling you. So I don't think. That's a terrible result for them. And even then, they go to what? Oh, but they go to Atlanta next, which that I don't. I want to. I don't want to say it's a must-win game, but actually, I would say it's a must-win game. No, look, all serious teams, you can't lose. Yeah, you can't lose two games in the same competition. Yeah, bro, back you, to back. You cannot. But that one's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. How do you guys feel? I watched uh, the game. Yeah, um, I watched an epic game. I think Lazio. Shame. The first half was really entertaining. That was fun. It was like a game of tennis, just enter and stuff. Serie A games are like that. Some of the top games, then they have such high entertainment value. Yeah. Uh, but the second half was all Napoli, like literally one-way traffic. And the goal from Vecino was just out of this world against the run of play. When you talk about a goal against the run of play, that was that. Um, but yeah, like you say, 15 points. I mean, that's they can lose their next two games and still have, what, a nine-point cushion, assuming everyone else wins. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's trouble at all for for Napoli. Uh, I don't know if you're going to touch on this, LLM, but my big concern in Syria was my team starting again. And I know you and I spoke about this, that we needed to get through the next couple of results unscathed. Um, and Milan obviously falling on the weekend. That, that touched me. Mm. I didn't watch the game at all, but when I saw that we lost, I was like, come on. Mm. No, it's, it's, it was genuinely, genuinely upsetting. Although, for the sake of my agendas, it did end up with uh, Roma in, in top four. And Mourinho in the Champions League spot, and I told you he would be. Uh, oh, I know what you, what, you made, what you made about that. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, that reality that you're going to have to, <laughs> at the end of the season, put, put your nuts on the table and say I was wrong. Well, okay. I will, if they make the Champions League this season, first of all, you're a season late on your prediction. So I, uh, I just want everyone to know amen, that. Amen, amen. In the same but... way, Ten Hag won a chip, Mourinho won a chip in his first season. That's what, that's what oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the, the, listen, the intangibles around Rome are so much better. That's what happened in the first season. Listen, okay, it's tight. That that second to like eighth is okay, not eighth. Second to sixth there is tight. Uh, if they pull it off, whoever gets top four in Italy this season, a lot with Napoli, deserves it because the way it's so tight right now and the way they keep fumbling over one another, whoever gets it deserves it. So if they get it, okay, cool. I'll tap you. No problem. No problem. Fair enough, fair enough. And in La Liga, we saw Madrid, I think, finally <laughs> putting into their title, their title challenge by themselves. I don't think that there's anything left to, to be expected there. I don't know how you guys feel. Should have, should, ask, should have asked the Madrid expert, Rindai, to weigh in on that. But what do you guys think? Do you think there's any hope for, for a title race in, in La Liga at this point in time? Nah, bro. There's no... <laughs> I think there is. Huh? I don't know. I just want... Why would we rule out Real Madrid? Like, what, what, on what grounds? Like, you say it's not the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, but like, do you think this Barca side are going to carry on? I mean, yes, they've done incredibly well up to this point, but like, I have no reason to think that Madrid won't at least mount a charge in the last, what, 10 games? I, I, I have them. They won't lose the league by more than 10 points. Actually, no, let me go eight. The reason, they won't lose, lose it by more than eight. The reason why I don't think they have a chance is because I feel like this Barca side are very tenacious, bro. Like, they will, they like. I think for a lot of games in the league, they've been able to grind out results. And when you start to be able to grind out results, 
and a team that's like what eight nine points behind you, you'll be chilling, bro. I'm sorry, you're chilling. Nine points is a big gap. Yeah, I I agree with Toby. I think it bodes well for Barca that yeah, they're not really playing that well, but they just they don't drop points, bro. They got a red <laughs> card and they still held on. Bro. They've conceded eight league goals this season. The prem record is fifteen. There's what? How many games left before the season ends? There's like less. There's less than. There's less than like fourteen left, or maybe exactly fourteen games left. Yep. I don't know, man. Like what? What they've done defensively this season, I, I don't. I don't know where these L's suddenly come from yes. to get to get Madrid back into the saddle race. And it's a like, sad thing to say, but I think Xavi's about to lift his first trophy. Yep. And well, like, first league. Madrid, 184 minutes with no goal, bro. Like, and I said this to Rendai. Are you guys sure you don't need a Benzema replacement or something? Someone to just come on that maybe if he's not scoring goals, someone else to come and add in for pressure. I said, nah, nah, we don't need to sign anyone. So, but this is not, that's not Benzema slander, by the way, just so people don't get hacked. I was just saying. <laughs> like, at least you need more attacking options because you have Havertz there. I mean, not Havertz. Hazard on the bench, putting his blanket on his lap, chilling. You need other oaks, bro. But, hey, I don't know where the goals are going to come from. Unless they have that. He's their new star boy. What's his name that they said when I was saying their new star boy? Listen, that, that guy, I'm not going to say his name. It's too early. It's too early. I'm not, we're not putting any stocks on him. We're, not, we're, we're putting the that on him right now. I need, him, I need to see 90 minutes, like cumulatively. Right. I've seen sub appearances. I'm not, I'm not giving him my cosign as of right now. Yeah, fair enough. But with the touch on European football, let's, let's just get our quick predictions. We've got Chelsea versus Dortmund in the second leg. What are we expecting? Toby. Chelsea going through. Okay, <laughs> so you, you're still on the manifestation thing. I like this. I like this. Um, uh, Tab, we know that you think they're going out. Benfica versus Club Bruges. I didn't put any thought into that. Where do you guys stand? Scott Parker get sacked. Yeah, Scott Parker is doing a madness, and I, I mean a madness in a bad way. Like <laughs> I, I saw a tweet the other day, like people are angry with him in Belgium. Like Bro, they want him gone. He lost they want him gone. Too, I think bottom of the league last game that they played. Oh my goodness, it's dark. Yeah, Benfica have to go through Bro, this. Got him, babe. but that's another story for another day. And then Wednesday, we've got the big one, PSG versus Bayern. We've got two Bayern fans here. I'm assuming you guys think Bayern go through Musiala Masterclass? Well, of course, because like I said on the part at the end of last year, they are my pick and have been uh, since preseason to win the Champions League. So this will just be not a walk in the park, but uh, a dejected, deflated <laughs> PSG. And obviously Messi's last uh, Champions League match for PSG. Mbappe's last PSG match uh, in the Champions League as well. So yeah. Pretty routine stuff. I expect us to win um, and go through. Uh, Toby, same thing. No, I'm not. I'm not the same sentiment as in routine. It'll be a difficult, but obviously, Messi, bye bye, you, you're gone. It's time for. That's, that's crazy. I, was, I, I really think Mbappe is gonna put you guys to the sword. No, that, bro. That's what I was gonna say. That, I was gonna get onto that. The only issue is that. That cameo that Mbappe had. I was like, yo, bro. <laughs> like, if he was starting to... Because he came off the bench, didn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, and like, it was dark. So I was going to say, when he's starting, it's going to be a very tough game. But hopefully, the voice pulled through. Okay, okay. And then Tottenham versus Milan? Mm, look, Milan are stuttering. But go into the game with a lead against the Spurs side that lost to Wolves and what Sheffield United, they should get it done. And I'm going to go for the classic should get it done. I don't see how Spurs... I mean, they can turn it around, but if Milan just go there and 
I don't want to say try not to lose, but just do what they should do, then yeah, should be Milan. Okay, okay. No, then that, then that, I think, brings us to the end of the episode, lads. I think that you guys have been wrong with at least one of the predictions, namely the PSG one. But um, I guess we have to see that next week. Any final shout-outs from you boys, Toby? Um, On my side, final shout-outs. Yeah. Shout-out Darwin Nunes, man. Shout-out Darwin Nunes. Oh, yes. That's yeah. what we like to see. Okay. I can get behind that. Thank you. Thank Toby. Dog, you know I don't tell you often enough. I, I appreciate when you can KMLs, bro. It means the world to me. It brings a smile to my face like nothing else does. Bro, you still had an L. You said he'd score more goals than Haaland, so take your L. No, no, no. I said he scored wait. in more games than Haaland. Still an L. Yeah, he did. He did. Still an L, boy. Did. Still an L, boy. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll review this when the season comes to an end. Tabsol, anything from you? Yes, I have to shout. I've got two special mentions. One is... Uh, my boy Kylian Mbappe. I know that I just dismissed um, PSG's chances against Bayern, but record goal scorer for PSG at 24. I know Mvu is going to listen and start sending Messi stats as soon as he hears it. But yeah, shout out to the boy uh, Mbappe. He is truly generational, and I feel like that's kind of historical. We, we've been, we're a bit like numb to what he's doing, um, but yeah, shout out Mbappe for for breaking that record. And my second one is a league that we haven't really touched on, but Whatever's happening in the Bundesliga, the fact that Bayern just refused to be normal and uh, sweep the Bundesliga, Dortmund uh, undefeated, sorry, won their last five games and are level on points. There might be a title race in Germany that we need to start paying attention to. So that'll be my second mention because I'll be back with news. I'll, 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 I'll follow the developments, but I think there might be something for us there in the Bundesliga. No, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes peeled. And thank you, uh, Bundesliga expert. Truly, truly, we'd be lost without you. This has been another episode of The Base Never Die. Les, thank you for joining me, and we'll be back soon. Good night. Cheers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're good to-